Hey, everybody. Welcome to a Community of Principles podcast, a conversation to support leaders. I'm your host, Ben Gilpin. Now, let's get this started. We are back at it, MEMSPA crew. This is the Community of Principles podcast. I'm your host, Ben Gilpin, and I am delighted to have on another guest today. And here's the funny thing. If you have never been to a national conference, I would strongly suggest you start looking into it. And one of the very best national conferences, and here's a quick little plug, would be NAESP. And um, actually, my guest today, uh, she and I had dinner out in Spokane, Washington, uh, last summer. And so without further ado, uh, welcome, Becky. Hello, Ben. Doing? Hello, everyone. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, you remember having dinner last uh, last summer? I do. And I agree with everything you said in that intro just then. NAESP brought us together, even though we're both Michigan principals. So that's, that's one right. of many things that did. We had to travel. We had to travel all the way across the country to get dinner <laughs> together rather than just meeting somewhere near Battle Creek or Kalamazoo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Becky. So welcome to the podcast. I'm going to start it off and just, um, just tell us, hey, Becky, where are you currently at and how did you get there? Well, I currently am in a unique situation where I am working in two districts. I'm transitioning. So for the last slightly more than six and a half years, I have been the very proud principal of Matawan Early Elementary School in Matawan, Michigan, which is six miles west of Kalamazoo. However, I recently accepted a curriculum director position at Northview Schools, just in the Grand Rapids area. And so right now I work Mondays and Wednesdays in Northview, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday in Matawan, and am slowly transitioning out of Matawan. I'll be in Northview pretty much full-time starting by mid-March. That's interesting. We're going to have to dive into a little bit more of that. But okay, so even before then, um, were you in the classroom at all? Did you do any, did you get any teaching experience under your belt? Yes, I worked at Lakeview Schools, the Lakeview Schools out of Battle Creek, Michigan. I was truly lucky enough to land there from my internship. So I was a graduate from my bachelor's of Western Michigan University. And while I was at Western, they placed me at Lakeview. Lakeview was a phenomenal district to work in as far as opportunity. I worked there for nine years. During that time, I taught grades first through seventh personally, and I was a literacy and a math coach for K through eight. So basically at Lakeview, you could say, you know, I'm interested in leadership. I'm interested in coaching. I'm interested in diving deeper into these content areas, and they would find a way for you to do it. So I had an incredible experience, seven years at the elementary level and two years at the middle school. Very good. Well, we're going to get more into this transition here in a minute, but let's just start it off. And um, I'm sure you've you've heard the podcast before. So we've got a handful of questions and we're going to start with this first one. I'm curious to see where you go with it, but um, what are two things most people don't know about Becky Moore? All right. So one thing I find that especially uh, educators who I am even friends with or colleagues with don't know about me is that I was a dancer myself for basically my entire childhood. I danced from the time I was five until senior year, until I was 17. And the last year, seventh grade through 12th grade, it was very serious, 25 to 30 hours a week at the studio 
all styles of dance. And then I taught dance from the time I was 19 through 29. I taught at Center Stage Dance Studio in Battle Creek, taught all levels from preschool through our senior competition team. And so that's a huge piece of my life that many people who I work with professionally in the schools don't know. The other thing that I was thinking about when you ask about two things that people don't know about me is that I can read and write French. And I should say I can speak French, but I've separated myself from it for too long. But I have a French minor and the interest in French also stemmed from dance and ballet. But I ended up not being able to travel to France because I was a junior in college during 9-11, unfortunately. Uh So relations with France were not positive that summer and we couldn't go. I did end up making it to Paris when I was 25 years old, but I just don't practice my French enough. However, still very interested in language and I can read and write the French language. Ah, well, you know, so those, there's two things. I think I did know a little bit about the dance. I think it's because, you know, we are Facebook friends and I think I've seen you posting some things on there. So I was a little bit aware of that, but you know, I'm glad you brought that up because the dance piece, I, we've had, I mean, there's been other principals that have been on here and they've talked a little bit about possibly some of their competitiveness, whether it's sports or something like that. And I imagine there was a lot of life lessons that you learned through dance and through competition and through, and, and you probably, if you think about it, probably some of the, the failures that you learn from and learn more about yourself probably happened with dance as well. You are 100% correct. In fact, my parents and I seem to circle back to that topic of conversation once or twice a year because school was always a very positive place for me. And here I am very proud to work in the schools. Dance was also a driving force for me, but a place where I had to work very hard. And so when you have an experience and something you're so passionate about, but you aren't top of the class, if you will, or you have to work very hard and very consistently to get there. It's a discipline and it's a drive and it's a whole different level of what to do when you do experience failure. So all of that occurred for me at a young age and I absolutely believe it shaped who I was. Yep, I can I can see that. As far as the French goes, I, I actually took French in high school. I really can't do much with it. And my motives for French were uh, were probably quite juvenile. I uh, I was trying to be able to uh, to woo females, and and that didn't necessarily work. So that's that uh, was that's my guess, for, as you said that. Yeah, yeah that's a topic for a whole other day. Um, but let's jump into so let's transition and let's get into this transition that you're going through. So we're going to do a little different thing with question two. So Becky, I imagine this time of year you know, there's probably principals that are being recruited to central office, or maybe they have the itch and they're looking for something different going forward. You are in the process of kind of taking that jump. You know, what, what advice would you give other principals? And, you know, what was some of the things that were going through your mind that, that kind of led to this transition? Yes. So as far as advice, my first thought is everything does come down to fit. And so I would encourage people to, yes, who are interested to peruse the job postings. However, I think that sometimes we are in danger of going for something because it's close to our home or going for something because it is a next step in a career or feels like a next step in a career. Yet, 
we have to make sure that we're surrounding ourselves by great people because we work in the best field in the world and also one of the most challenging fields in the world. And it's tough as I'm experiencing it right now. It's, it's really exciting, but it's tough to quote unquote, leave your people and take that leap to meet new people. So yeah, be very strategic about your why is a thought that comes to mind for me, which then can lead into how did I personally choose to make this leap? I was both driven professionally and personally by the opportunity. I have heard great things from some of our closest MEMSPO mentors about Northview schools. And by all means, they are living up to, they as people are living up to everything I've heard. It's an incredible community, even having only directly experienced four days of it thus far. I also have a personal life move where I'll be able to move in with my significant other, Matt. And this job is offering a few different opportunities from that whole concept of work-life balance so that I can perhaps enjoy things a little differently in my next five to 10 years with Matt and with some other areas of my life. Well, you know, so what I hear from that, I mean, clearly you put a lot into this. I mean, there's, you put a lot of thought into this. You did your research, you, your due diligence, so to speak. And, and it wasn't just on a whim. It wasn't a knee-jerk reaction, but it's also something, and I also know you're continuing your education. Is it Michigan State? Where you're yes, continuing? Michigan State, correct. Yep. Yep. So you're continuing your, your education. You've got, you've got a lot going for you, but you've also kept your options open and you're, you're also looking for that proverbial elusive balance as well, right? Yes. And I'm very glad that you said that, that I put a lot of thought into it or time or both because I am leaving no less than an exceptional staff. So that's what I mean. When you make a move to leave hands down great people, you have to know that you are going to great people and know that what you're doing has some sort of significant step in your life, whether personally, professionally, or both. So I absolutely had to put a lot of thought into it. Well, good, good. I appreciate what your willingness to share too, because I'm sure that other people are going through similar thoughts and feelings. And, and the other thing that I would just kind of venture out there is, you know, this, the old saying, the grass is not always greener on the other side or the grass is greener on the other side. However you choose to look at it, you know, I would just say, you know, just like what Becky did, she did some diving. She, she really looked into, you know, is this the best fit? And, and so I would definitely urge anyone thinking about it, do your homework and yes. consult with others. And that's what we have MEMS before as well. You know, we can reach out to people and we can get advice and we can get uh, insight from others. Yes, that was on the tip of my tongue, just about right when you said it too, that you want to talk to the people who know you best, both professionally and personally, because those conversations are going to shape whether you decide that it is a fit or it is a time to take a leap or whether it's time to stay where your roots are planted currently. Yep. Yep. Well said. Well, Becky, we got one last question and um, I got a sneaky suspicion. I think I know what you're going to say, but I could be completely wrong. So this is my favorite one. My guess is that someone along the way saw leadership qualities in you, maybe even before you saw them in yourself. If you wouldn't mind, who was that person? And if you could say anything to them, what would you want to say to them now? Yes, I have been thinking about this question from a sense of my professional work. And I have a brief personal story that. I think about often to this day, I was a fourth year teacher 
And we had a principal who was new to us in our elementary building that year. His name is Jim Owen. He's currently the assistant superintendent in Lakeview Schools. And Jim had just joined us that year. He was the middle school principal prior to that. And Jim, to this day, was my most favorite principal that I've worked for. He shaped a lot of who I am as a principal. And I was doing, we were in my uh, end of year evaluation. And he said, he had he had actually written in the evaluation, Becky will be a principal someday. And then he said something so kind about how he just thought I was going to exceed anyone's expectations. And I actually laughed at the time. And I look back now, we've laughed together multiple times, <laughs> Jim and I, <laughs> about how right he was because I said, no way. I love the classroom. I'm not leaving the kids. And I absolutely meant it. And I respect everybody who makes that decision because I know that that's where I was at at that time. And he just kept saying, I think you're going to be a principal. And I think you're going to find that that's who you're meant to be, that you're meant to be in a building leadership role. And I chuckled again, to be quite honest. Well, it didn't take long. A year and a half later, I went and I said, yeah, I signed up for an administrator certification program through Michigan State. You know, thanks for, thanks for the oomph and the uh, belief in me. But when I actually got the job in Madawan, he had very kindly written me a letter of recommendation and everything of that sort. But Jim was the second phone call that I made. And uh, the first, of course, being close family. And I called him and I said, you taught me something about making sure that I say to anyone who I work with, especially in the role of principal, say what I see in them, because you planted a seed in me that I had no idea was there. So professionally, by far, it's Jim who saw leadership in me before I at all, for whatever reason, could see Mm -hmm. it. And I would imagine because of that story, you have tried to build into others. Yes. And and so that to me, and that's one of my favorite reasons for that question is really trying to get leaders to think about, okay, who was that person for myself? But then am I doing that for others? And because of the way it happened for you, I, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that you were doing the same in return. So, so well done. Thank you. Yes, he. Uh, I credit him with many things, but speak your truth as a leader and also question people to drive their thinking to major things that he did for me that I do try to pay forward. Well, this has been this has been great. I mean, so we've done a little bit of a diversion. We went a different route than normal, especially with your transition, which mm-hmm. congratulations. Make sure Thank I want to make sure that uh, I can say that to you. One, and, and here's the other thing with this. I think this is important for you to mention. So you're going to be transitioning to more of a central office position. Are you still planning on um, on being a part of MEMSPA? Yes. I was so excited that that was my request. And before I even had to make the request, um, my deputy superintendent in Northview, who I report to, said that she knew what an incredible organization MEMSPA was. And by all means, please plan to continue. And I said, oh, goodness, thank you. That's top of my notes. So it was great that she was already thinking it. Yes. Great. So that means our paths can continue to cross. And and I think that you are absolutely a phenomenal resource for people. And I hope that if you're listening to this episode and you're thinking about um, potentially a move in any way, shape or form, Becky's a great resource and she's going to still be involved in MEMS, but I can't wait to see her at the next conference and when our paths continue to cross. 
Um, so I would just encourage anybody listening to this. Becky is fantastic. And I just wish that I didn't have to travel all the way to Spokane, Washington to get dinner <laughs> with you, that we could have just uh, found our paths a little bit closer here in Michigan, but uh, it was worth it. It was completely worth it. Yes. And I agree. Thank you for asking me to do this, Ben. And I would absolutely speak with anybody interested in doing so. Well, thanks again, Becky. And so that that's going to wrap this one up. Um, as you listen to this one, feel free, share it out. Um, use that hashtag, hashtag Memspa, hashtag Memspa chat. And once again, thank you, Becky. Thank you. Well, thanks again to our guest. Let's continue to connect and reflect because that's what leaders do. Thank you to all of our listeners. Don't forget to check out hashtag Memspa chat Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can also find more leadership tools at memspa.org.